Pastor Jeff here. I want to talk to you now about God's plans for us. God has plans for every single person who comes to him, who believes in him. It's his plans. They're very different to our plans. He has plans for us. Every person uh, Jesus called, he made a tremendous impact on their life. People he met, people who had injuries, people who had illnesses or were demon-possessed, he left everyone a different person. And the Gospels record many conversations with those people. And Jesus, in many cases, gave them instructions what to do. Uh, In chapter 9 of John, he told the blind man to go and wash. And uh, that would prove that you're healed and cleansed. Uh, In chapter 5 of Mark's Gospel, he told the demon-possessed man that he just drove a legion of demons out of, go home and tell your friends what the Lord has done for you. When the Lord Jesus interacted with uh, uh, Saul of Tarsus in Acts chapter 9, he told him, go into the city and you will be told what to do. In Jeremiah 29.11, God says to the people of that day and the people of this day, I know the plans I have for you, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. God's got plans for you. The only question is, are you interested in hearing God's plans and carrying them out? I want to talk to you today about this message, God has plans for us. And it's from Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. A very familiar passage that many of us don't think it applies to us, but it does. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Now here's the text of Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, You and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. 
for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. May the Lord add his wonderful blessings to the reading of his word. So I've called this message, God has plans for us. And the first few verses, one to three, let's call them an inheritance from God. God brings his promises to us. He always takes the initiative. The whole Bible is a record, Old and New Testament, of God uh, revealing himself to people and telling them the plans he had for them. It was never their idea, (laughs) but it was always God's idea. God has the plans. He has the blueprint. He has the directions, and he simply calls people. He wants to carry out his plans. Now, in some cases, they didn't do it. And God had to find other people who would start all over again. A bit more about that later. But he chooses each of us for specific tasks and ministries, if you like, to build his church and his kingdom. We can't look backwards to past generations or former leaders, you and I, You listening today and I, we're the generation of today. So it's up to us now. So the question is, are you ready to cross over to the place of service? That's what God says to Joshua, basically. Are you ready to cross over? I'm going to give you this land. It's your inheritance. God has chosen an inheritance for you and for me in this life and in the next life. He's got work planned for us to do. He gives us the strength. He gives us the power. But our life is to be dedicated to do the work that God wants us to do. Now that might mean you and I having to put aside the things that we hoped and we planned for our life. Because God may have a different plan. He tells us, He tells us, like He told those early disciples, leave your boats, leave your work and follow me. And we're to do what God wants to do. God will bless us if we do that. Now, I remember a person years ago I met. I was working at a, um, a young person's hostel. It was run by the New South Wales Spastic Association. That's what it was called then. I believe it's now called the Cerebral Palsy Association. And I was a wardsman there. I had a second job. And there was a fellow I met there, and his name was Daryl Bennett. Daryl came from a family who lived up in Bilpin, in the Blue Mountains, west of Sydney, and they owned an apple orchard. And Daryl, I used to meet on a Sunday night, he'd be wearing his brown suit, he'd be getting ready to go to the church. He was a member of the French's Forest Baptist Church. And uh, a car or a bus would come for him, he'd be ready, he had a crutch to help him walk, and off he would go. He was stricken with cerebral palsy. I had many lovely conversations with Daryl. He totally accepted the life he was given because he knew that God had an inheritance for him in this life and the next. Some years later, when I was in contact with that home after I finished working there, I learned that Daryl had got married and he and his wife uh, were living on the same uh, property and they worked in a big building next door for Centre Industries. I remember a conversation I had with him, though, about the future and he said, Jeff, When we all get to heaven, there'll be no handicaps. There'll be no disability. We'll all be the same. He was looking forward to that day. But he was also looking forward to the day he lived in. Because when I knew him, he let everyone know that he was a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a very faithful um, 
minister and servant of the Lord, Daryl Bennett. What a blessing it was just to know him. Now, remember that Israel was successful under Joshua. Uh, God promised, I've got an inheritance for you. And so in, in the following chapters of the book of Joshua, um, God did everything he promised. He gave not only Joshua, but all the tribes of Israel their physical inheritance in that promised land. Uh, God isn't necessarily promising us land. He's promising us all kinds of spiritual inheritances in this life and the next. In fact, Joshua is the model or type of our Lord Jesus Christ. And while you or I, you and I, are under the leadership of Christ, we are in line to receive that inheritance designed for and given to us. God has a spiritual inheritance for me, for you, and for each of us. We just have to follow God's direction to receive this inheritance. Are you waiting for God to tell you what plans he has for you? If you've been sort of neutral towards God, uh, you and I, we can restart this process today simply by waiting on God for the next step to take. We have to say, Lord, I'm available to you. You've got plans for me. I've been carrying out my own plans. It's time, Lord, I stop carrying out my plans and keep on asking you, what is it that you've got me to do? There's much more to be done. Will you be part of that? Lord, show me what you have planned for me. That's the first part of this message. God's plans for us include an inheritance from God. So the second point here from verses 5 and 6 is God's plans including include him going with us. That's a wonderful part of it. Uh, Moses resisted God's calling and God said, but I'll be with you. Even that didn't seem to help with Moses. Some people resist God's plan. But when God shows Joshua, I'll be with you, he also said, you're going to win every battle. I'll be with you. I won't ever abandon you. But this is a conditional promise. You must be strong and brave. And I'm going to see to it, as long as you're strong and brave, you will lead this people to inherit their promises, to inherit their land. This is the most lasting of all of God's promises. He's always sought out and gone ahead and along with the people he chooses. Do you remember uh, way back in Genesis chapter 3, after Eve and then Adam had, had eaten the fruit, God came looking for them in the cool of the day. He was seeking Adam, even after Adam sinned. God came looking for Abraham, and then for his son Isaac, and then for his son Jacob, and then he came looking for Moses at the burning bush, and now he's looking for Joshua. He approached each of them, and he seeks you and I today. Do you remember the boy Samuel in the first couple of chapters of 1 Samuel? He was only a young lad. He may have been primary school or early high school. He was old enough to hear uh, God calling to him, Samuel, Samuel. And eventually Samuel realized it was the voice of God. When God goes with us, with us, it means his power, his grace, and his righteousness are all with us. And no one can stand against that power because God promises to be fully present with us. And God says to Joshua, as he says to us, 
You've got to be strong and courageous. The people I'm sending you to, the people you're to minister to, won't always be be happy to receive the message you have, the message of Jesus Christ and his cross and his resurrection. People won't always be willing to receive that message. There may be people around you who claim to be Christians who will make life difficult for you. All manner of difficulties will be facing Joshua and all manner of difficulties face us when we set out to do the work of God and do the will of God. But God says, be strong. Don't give up. Persevere. Don't let things distract you. Don't let things uh, lay you aside. Don't let anything halt the work I've chosen you to do. You know, at the end of this book of Joshua in chapter 23, Joshua could say, not one of God's promises to us has failed. Everything he promised, we've accomplished. We've completely uh, taken all the big cities in this land. The land is ours. And now each tribe is now given the job of claiming their own inheritance. We need leaders who will direct us. We need uh, examples to follow. We need people to encourage, encourage us on the way. And the Lord Jesus Christ said to each one of us, go and make disciples. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. In Hebrews 13, 5, all the disciples uh, understood this. They simply repeat what God told Joshua. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We need to be trusting God to show us what this plan for us is. And then we know he's going to be with us. So we need to ask him, Lord, I know you're with me, whether I feel your presence or not. I believe your promises. Remember, we may not be fully equipped to do what God is asking, especially in the beginning, but he'll be there. And that's what makes all the difference. And he will be empowering us as we go along. So dear friends, so far we've looked at this message I've entitled, God has plans for us. The first point was he has an inheritance for each one of us. And the second point is that he'll go with us. Now, I don't know what your inheritance is. I know God's given me a spiritual inheritance. He's uh, encouraged me to win people to Jesus and then to train them and equip them to be disciples and to follow him and to look look out for other people that we can win them to. We, want, we need to multiply just the way this virus, the COVID-19, is multiplying. One wins somebody and the two of them go out and win two more people. And each time this happens, we're being trained and equipped and encouraged and taught and mature. Then the, then the two go out and win two more. Uh, and then two become four, become eight, become 16. And that's how God wants us to reach the world, just reaching one person at a time. Bring them into God's church teaching him to serve. The third point in uh, chapter 1 of Joshua from verses 7 through 9 is God promises us success. He promises us we're not going to fail. If we are strong and courageous and we take him at his word and do the things he's telling us to do now, success will follow. Remember in this final section, God says to him, not only be strong and courageous, he, he mentions that three times, by the way, so this is a very important command. He says, be careful to obey all the law 
That's the first five books of Moses. And that's all the only Bible I had. But don't, don't turn to the left or to the right. And then God goes on to go even further with Joshua. He says, keep the book of the law always on your lips. In other words, recite it. Say it out loud. Memorize it. Meditate on it day and night, he says, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. So when we obey God's law, when we take his word seriously, this is part of the condition of being successful. We've got to take his word seriously. It's something we need, we need as, as much as our food and our drink. We wouldn't deliberately go without food unless we were fasting for a special reason. But neither should, should we go, out, go without the word of God. Jesus repeated uh, what Moses said in Deuteronomy, um, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's repeated in Matthew 4.4. Jesus used that to challenge the devil when he was being tempted to sin. And Jesus said, we've got to live by what the word of God says. It's his word. It's his love letter to us and we're to obey it. My friends, Joshua was the most successful um, servant of God in the entire Bible. He only made two mistakes. He didn't pray and seek God's advice when they attacked the city of Ai. And he didn't pray and seek God's advice when the, the men of Gibeon came with their so-called worn-out clothes and, and mouldy food. They deceived him. In both those cases, uh, Joshua repented, uh, the sin was eradicated, and they went on to be totally successful. Joshua is a type of our Lord Jesus Christ. He leads us to victory wherever his plans are to take us. I want to tell you a brief um, anecdote from the life of George Mueller, who was, as you may remember, was a, a minister in the city of Bristol in the middle of the 19th century, and he had all those orphanages for young boys and girls, and he, in his lifetime, without ever once asking for money from anyone, never mentioning a need, he simply prayed that God provided everything he needed. He had an inheritance among thousands and thousands of young people. Later in life, when he, when he was over 70, he went on a world tour preaching uh, the word of God. And on one such occasion, he was traveling in a ship across the Atlantic to America when the ship was becalmed in fog. And George Miller went to the captain. He says, Captain, I, I need to tell you I've got to be in... Uh, uh, Canada, Newfoundland, I think it was, by tomorrow afternoon. I must be there. I'm, I'm due to give a message. And I, I've never been late before in my life. I'm, I'm going to be there. And the captain said, nothing we can do. The fog's completely uh, bound us. To, we can't move. And George Mueller said to the captain, will you come and pray with me? Okay, they went down to the captain's cabin. And then George Mueller prayed a simple prayer, asking for God's grace that they would make their destination in time. The captain was about to pray too. He was a believer. And uh, Mr. Mueller said, no, stop. Uh, you don't need to pray. You don't really believe, but I do, and we'll get there. And sure enough, the fog lifted, and, they, and he made his appointment. There was a man who understood that God had an inheritance for him. He understood that God was with him every day of his life, just a prayer away. And he understood that God would make his life successful. We can have a life like George Mueller. We can have a life like Daryl Bennett. And we can have a life 
like Joshua because God has a plan for us. The only question is, will you submit to that plan? Will you seek God and ask ask him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross and rose for our salvation? Lord, will you show me what your plan for me is? I will wait on you and I'll trust you to demonstrate and provide it for me. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you, dear friends.